they're flagrant. And yet they're still friends. It's the Flagrant Friends Podcast. Bringing you your NBA news. It's on. That is right. It is on. I'm your host. My name is Ben Gross. And I'm here with the wonderful, the marvelous, the special... I'm special, all right. (laughs) (laughs) And it's right up at Steve. We're here at the Stage Left Lounge. And issue a full disclosure because, again, we don't like to lie to you guys. We're actually doing this earlier than we we normally would. That uh, is correct. Recording it. Uh, So it will be out even earlier tonight on Wednesday night. Or Tuesday night, excuse me. Yeah. Because um, Michigan is playing in the Elite tonight against uh, the University of California at Los Angeles. You might just know them as UCLA. And... um, because the NCAA is super smart, the only game with an East Coast team tonight is tipping, <laughs> is tipping off at 9.57. So we're trying to get this in yeah. a little bit earlier. We're kind of watching Gonzaga USC right now. We don't really have to watch it very closely, though, because Gonzaga has a lot more points than USC, we'll just say. Yeah. We don't want to give spoilers or anything, but... Let's just say if USC went on a 20 to 0 run, they still wouldn't be in, in the lead. We'll that, just, is, that is we'll, correct. We'll just we'll just say that. <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. Absolutely. But hey, it's almost the end of March. Well, um, uh, well who so did you have uh, by the way? Let's talk Michigan real quick. Yeah. Who did you have here? You yeah. you you, yes, you are wrong. You, you, you were, had to bring it up, did yep. you, Ben? You, yeah. you, 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 you you're, hey, I'm glad yeah. you can call me on it. I had Florida State beating them. I thought yeah. without Isaiah Livers that Florida State in the Sweet 16 was going to beat them and they did match up with Florida State in the Sweet 16, like we predicted. But like Benjamin predicted, Michigan won. And unlike what I predicted, <laughs> Michigan did not win. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy that, that Michigan won. But I can tell but you. But I was, I, was, I was wrong. And I'm happy that I was wrong. They've been playing great with liver, without livers. Brandon Johns, who I've known since he was the summer going into his eighth grade year. And I've seen him play a ton of times in high school in the AAU. I knew what he's capable of, so I love to see him play with some confidence that he's playing with right now. Hopefully, it will continue tonight against UCLA. And of course, people who are Michigan State fans are super bummed, which makes Michigan fans even happier because <laughs> because Michigan State it's was so true because Michigan State <laughs> Michigan State was up eleven at halftime in the f- play-in first four, whatever you want to call it, game against UCLA, and then up eleven at half, ended up losing in overtime. And now here is UCLA in the Elite Eight. So, yeah. you know, it's it's one of those it's one of those things. You know, you just never you just never know. But uh, well, I don't have but, them uh, going much further than this bracket. Yeah, so well, this, that's the thing. This section. So Michigan wins tonight. They would they would play Gonzaga in the Final Four. We're yeah, just, we're just going to assume that Gonzaga is not going to give up a, a twenty some point. Um, it's twenty two uh, point lead right now with like 17 minutes to go yeah. as we're saying this right now. We're just going to assume Gonzaga is going to win this game. So the winner of Michigan-UCLA would have Gonzaga. Oh, no, I had which, I have him playing Gonzaga. Yeah. Yeah. So, But you had Gonzaga winning. I do have Gonzaga winning. Which we, like. we both actually have Gonzaga winning the whole thing, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Of course, I had Gonzaga beating 
Illinois in the finals. And, <laughs> I did too. Yeah. I, I no, I didn't have them. Sister Jean and yeah. Loyola Chicago screwed that up for us. But yeah, that was um, that yeah. was rough, man. I mean, I got Baylor in the final four. Gonzaga's going to win, so I'm going to have two teams right in the final four, though. That's still pretty pathetic. But my my women's bracket's actually not doing too bad. But uh, you know, that was a great game last night with Baylor and and, and UConn. And but uh, I yeah. still because I knew that. In my bracket with my kids at my my home, I picked the UConn women to win because I want to win. In my bracket that I'm doing with some friends through ESPN or whatever that I got into that bracket challenge, I picked um, Stanford to win just because I knew 98% of everybody else was going to pick UConn to win. So to separate myself, I'm like, well, let's take a chance because if Stanford wins, I'm going to win the pool. But, you know, if UConn wins, it's like one of 47 people who picked UConn to win. So, right. Absolutely. You know, just, just do it that way. But. But anyway, this is just the best time of year for basketball uh, idiots, nerds, whatever you want to call us, fans, <laughs> um, <Bucket> like me, <laughs> like me, where in everything we have high school, our actually regional semifinals we're going on tonight in the state of Michigan. Here, uh, the regional finals are tomorrow for the for the girls, the boys. Then on on Thursday, like it's just a great time of year. Plus, obviously, we have Elite Eight games. For men and women tonight and last night. And obviously this weekend, Friday night is the girls' final four. Saturday night's the boys' final four. Sunday, women's championship. Monday, men's championship. Like It's just a wonderful, wonderful time of year. But there's still NBA games, too. That is right. And we're still going to talk about those. So, let's. speaking of NBA, let's get straight into it. Uh, buyouts. Yeah. Let's talk about them. Who's, yeah, so who's in the who's in the the lead? Who's not? Yeah, so really, there's, there's you're gonna see little moves or whatever. But the two big ones that you're gonna hear about, obviously, is the Nets and the Lakers, because the Lakers picked up Andre Drummond, and the Nets picked up Blake Griffin and Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah. Incidentally enough, real quick, just to continue my pain, I saw this this uh, meme or whatever today, pitcher, whatever it is, it's because it's true that every member of the Detroit Pistons starting lineup from two years ago is now either on the Lakers, Clippers, or Nets in a playoff push as a title contender. The Pistons literally had Reggie Jackson, who's now on the Clippers, Luke Kennard, who's now on the Clippers, Bruce Brown, who's now on the Nets, Andre Drummond, who's now on the Lakers, and Blake Griffin is now on the Nets. Wow, as that their, is as true. their starting five. Yeah, so that is horrible. So if you want to know how much suffering Detroit sports fans have, forget like like with everything right now. And normally we have the Red Wings to to hang our hats on, yeah. but the last three years we haven't had that either. When yeah, no, we had the playoff streak, you know, for twenty two years, and we hung our hats on that, and now we don't have that either. So it's just like wow, it's just. When it does, you know, when it rains, it pours, you know. But I mean, if we're talking all Detroit yeah, yeah. sports, I mean, that As even J- goes for the Lions. Yeah, well, yeah, I obviously. Mean, the Lions, one, every one, time one we, playoff win since 1957. Yeah, you know, so. we, every time we trade away somebody, they they, they end up winning a then they Super go do, Bowl. Yeah, then they do well somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> amazing how that works, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, and then not even considering those guys, but then you also Chris Milton, who's been an All Star since he went to Milwaukee. I mean. You go to, I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie is on the Nets, by the way, which was a couple of years ago on the Pistons. I, you just, you just keep going down the, down the list, and you're just like, well, I guess we're good at evaluating talent. We're just not good at keeping them long enough for do anything for us. Yeah. 
anyway, so Andre Drummond to the Lakers is an interesting one because obviously Anthony Davis and LeBron James is out right now. And yes, the Lakers are in the four. They, they slid all the way to the four seed right now. They're five and a half games out of first. But more importantly, they're only a game and a half out of sixth. Hmm. So, I mean, they're like five games out of seven. So I don't think they're going to fall that much. But they could easily fall down to six without LeBron and Anthony Davis. And heck, I guess if they're going to be gone for four weeks, then maybe they they will. But obviously for the Lakers, and you have to feel that way, if just get in the playoffs, doesn't matter if you're the seventh or eighth seed or the two seed, get in the playoffs. If Anthony Davis is healthy, LeBron James is healthy, and then you also have Andre Drummond to go with Schroeder, uh, Martez Harley, you got Kuzma, obviously, you know, everybody else on, on the team. And you still have LeBron James. So, obviously, you're <laughs> going gonna to be okay, right? I mean, that's got to be their thinking. The Nets, on the other hand, Marcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin, I'll talk more about Blake in a second because, we, again, us, we live in Michigan, so obviously I've seen Blake play a lot as yeah. the last couple, couple of uh, years. So we'll talk about, I'll talk a little bit more about him in a second. But those two guys, to me, the, and that's the, thing, the Nets aren't picking them up for them to be what they were a couple of years ago. They don't need to be all-star, you know, 25 and 9 type of people, right? They, they're the fifth or sixth best players on their team. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to be, you know. To me, what those two guys are for the Nets, they're each six fouls against Joel Embiid and the 76ers in a playoff series, assuming Joel Embiid comes back healthy, because everybody else is fun and all, but the East is three teams. It's the 76ers, it's the Nets, and the Bucks. One of those three teams is going to win the East. I would put anything on that. One of those three teams is going to, to win the East. So the Nets are looking like, okay, Joel Embiid comes back. We want to throw bodies at him. Blake Griffin, 6'10". Marcus Aldridge, st- like, we want to throw all these bodies. Yeah. Just, they still got DeAndre Jordan. They just want to th- – Jeff Green. I mean, Durant, when he comes back healthy, is almost seven feet. Like, And he can't guard Embiid, obviously, in the post. But if you make if you go small, you put Durant at the five with Irvin and Harden and, and Harris and Brown or something like that, Joel Embiid can't guard Durant on the other end. So you, 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 you create mismatches and all that good stuff. So you give yourself options. But to me – it's just throwing more fouls physically, being physical with Joel Embiid, and that's why I think the Nets did that. Now, to get more on Blake Griffin, because I'll talk about him more than Aldridge because I know Blake's game more. He came out a couple days, I think it was the day before last, where he said, like, oh, it's funny, all I've been told, you know, all I've heard the last two years is how I'm, you know, terrible now. And then I signed with the Nets, and all you hear is, the Nets are making this super team. You know, so he's like, wait, I thought I sucked the last two years, right? Well, Blake, here's the thing. You did suck the last two years in the context of what you were being right. paid. And again, it's not his fault that in 2017, after great years, the Clippers gave him a five-year, $172 million contract. That's not his fault. It's not his fault that the Pistons were stupid enough to trade for him for that contract. Right. Not his fault. But yes, if you're a 15 and 6 type of guy 
first of all, obviously, nobody's bad if you're in the NBA. Obviously, you're right. good. They're, they're all a shade all above good, normal. Right. Yeah. right. But if you're a 15 and 6 guy, yeah, of course you're not a bench warmer. You're going to play. You're a, a, a contributing piece. Absolutely. But you're not worth $34.5 million a year. Right. And he was getting paid $34 million a year to be a 11, 12 point a game scorer. <laughs> Which obviously that contract you're you're supposed to be like the guy. You're at least a twenty five and ten guy at thirty four million dollars a year, right? Which again, that's not his fault. Don't blame him. Like he was having he had a good career. They gave him money. Obviously he's gonna take it. You know, we're not mad at you about that. But then you get the buyout from the Pistons, and here's where I have a problem with him right now. Okay. So, and I'm not saying it was all his decision. I'm sure it was with the team as well to try to get either they were trying to trade for him or they were going to buy him out so they didn't want him to get hurt or whatever. So, you know, you shut him down. You know, he doesn't play since early, you know, mid-February or something like that, right? And then you get bought, bought out and they make it, oh, he, he took $13.5 million less dollars because he got bought out. Right. Yeah, he still got 50 Two million of the seventy-five he was owed, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he'll be okay, right? Right. So now, of course, he has to get back into playing shape because he hasn't played, so he doesn't play for the first couple of games after, you know, joining the Nets. Then he plays like eight minutes in the first game, has like two points. Plays like fifteen minutes the next game, it has like six points. And then, of course, the next night is the second of a back-to-back, so he rests that game. And then the next day game. Of course, he's at Little Caesars Arena against the Pistons and decides to score yeah. 17 points in 20 minutes. And well, that was a... He's doing Kelchin alley-oop dunks and then talking crap to the bench about, I still got it, I still got... You, you know, just, you know, like, I understand. You're in a bad situation. You wanted to get out. Now you're in a good situation. But that that part bothered me a little bit that now, oh, now all of a sudden... You know, so but I, I'm going to be interested to see is what what he does in every other game, not against the Pistons. Like that game was a clearly an fu Detroit oh, game yeah. Yeah. in Detroit. Like granted, it wasn't because obviously it was non-COVID. It would have been a sellout. People would have been booing him the whole time. It would be even you know even yeah. you know better. But he still had a good game. But again, yeah, it's not his fault that he had a huge contract. But obviously, his play did not dictate what he was being paid. So. The Pistons made a good move to let him go, obviously, because you're not going to pay somebody $35 million for 11 points a game. They got to go younger because you're not going to do anything this year anyway or probably next year or the year after that for that matter. So, yeah, you're going to move forward. The Nets are trying to win a championship this year, obviously, though I'm still concerned that, yes, they score the second most amount of points in basketball at 119 points a game, but they give up the 26th most points in basketball at 115 points a game. So eventually you're going to have to stop somebody. So I think it's going to be a problem eventually. And they have a rookie head coach in Steve Nash. So in a series, I still think it will be fun what will happen. Even though everybody immediately thinks, oh, Nets got it. Just like, I'd say a few years ago, but it was like 2004. Just like when the Lakers added Carl Malone and Gary Payton to go with Shaq and Kobe. You're like, oh, it's over. It's over. They're going to win. Well, the Pistons team beat them in five, and the only reason why it wasn't a sweep is because Kobe Bryant hit a three in game two, or they would have gotten swept. So everybody should just – long story short, everybody should just calm down. Don't fit. Don't get your rings fitted for 
yeah. Brooklyn Nets championship <laughs> rings just yet. Let's see how this plays out. Hold off just a bit. Especially because this year, we don't know, obviously, COVID, is, if someone's going to get restricted, if somebody's going to be contact tracing, you know, what's going to happen, right? So this year, you really have to be careful. Obviously, injuries. The, you know, if, if uh, Anthony Davis and, and LeBron don't play, then obviously the Lakers are a completely different team. You know, so so you got to take that into consideration. But, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But um, in the meantime, I just I just feel like it's way too early because that's the thing is the NBA is different is that the playoff roster is not even set yet, let alone, you know, what seed you're going to be or where you're going to be or whatever. There, there's going to be other, you know, sign-ins or add-ins like the Nets. The Nets have already had 25. The Nets have, and this is with, LaMarcus Aldridge hasn't played for them yet, by the way, so it's about to be 26. But the Nets have already had 25 different players play a game for them this season. So we don't know what their rosters are going to look like, right? So everybody just take a break, relax, take a breath, enjoy yourself, and and stop with the whole, I have to be the first person to say, like, oh, they're going to win it all. Or I'm going to be the first person to say, like, oh, they're going to lose in the first round. Like, just relax and enjoy yourself. And once the seeding's out, then maybe we can, you know, say some stupid take. And then, like I did when I said Michigan was going to lose to Florida State in the Sweet 16. <laughs> and then Ben can bring it back up to you two weeks later. Absolutely. Well, with that said. Nailed it. Nailed it. Sorry about all the, the commotion. We have a special guest that got on the table. What that was all going on. Uh, Hugo. 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 Seriously, the largest gentle giant lapdog in the history of the world. That is correct. <laughs> such such a lapdog, sweetheart, bench dog. But he's <laughs> he's not the smallest dog in the world. No, he is not. Wednesday, we got an ESPN doubleheader. We have the 7.30 p.m. We have the 24 and 21 Dallas Mavericks at the 23 and 24 Boston Celtics. Yeah, Dallas, I mean, there are five and five in their last 10, but, you know, Lucas kind of caught fire a little bit, playing how people kind of thought he was going to play all year. And the Mavs are kind of overachieving. They went from, like, 10th or 11th, might miss the playoffs, to a 7th seed. Now, again, they are two and a half to three, yeah, three games basically. No, three and a half games right now. As we talk, three and a half games uh, behind Portland for the sixth seed or Denver for the sixth seed or fifth seed. They're both Denver and Portland are both tied. But so they got a ways to go if they wanted to bump up to the, the sixth or fifth seed. But even as the seventh seed, you got to like what they're doing. Boston, on the other hand, they're also the seventh seed. This is the seventh seed versus the east and the seventh versus the west. The difference is Boston is, should be a lot closer to four than eight. And right now, they're basically tied with the Heat for eight. They tiebreaker the seventh seed. But they're only a game back from being out of the playoffs right now. So the Boston Celtics continue to be a really big disappointment. They're still, I think, people think of them as well. You got Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Walker, Brad Stevens is a good coach. So this game is at Boston. To me, and I, I hate you hate to use this word in the NBA because there's so many games and blah, blah, blah. I think this is a must-win for Boston. At home, you're four and six in your last ten. You have to win this game. Yeah, it seems like it's uh, uh, definitely a pivotal point of 
making sure that they this is a either sway to the dark side or the light side, if you will. We have the 10 p.m. game. We have the 29 and 17 Milwaukee Bucks at the 30 and 17 Lakers. Yeah, and obviously, as we mentioned earlier, which you already know, you didn't mean, you need me to tell you this. You know, Anthony Davis and LeBron James are actually hurt right now. Though the Lakers have actually won their last couple games without them. They are still 6 and 4 in their last 10, which is not bad. If they could just stay afloat and be 6 and 4 in every 10 until those guys get back, obviously they're going to be fine. Kuzmania, Kyle Kuzma, originally from Flint, so shout out to my boy Kuz, who I've known for a long time. Great to see him play well when he gets the opportunities. He's had some nice games in this stretch. Schroeder, you know, Dennis Schroeder's been scoring more. He's obviously still talented. Now they picked up Andre Drummond. If he can get, you know, in there right away, they might even, you know, post him up. And he might even have some old school Pistons games like he had a couple years ago where he is scoring, you know, 25 points, you know, and having 10, 12 rebounds. So we'll see. But they, they just, the Lakers just need to kind of stay afloat and, and wait for LeBron and AD to get back. But this is actually a big week for, for them with some of their other games, which we'll talk about here in a second. So if they can win one of the two that we'll talk about here tonight, this one or the one that we'll talk about here in a few minutes, it would be huge for them. Milwaukee, obviously, you got Giannis, you got Milton, you got Holiday, you got those boys. They've been 7-3 in their last 10. They're three games out of first. They're kind of settled into that three seed, I think. And with the 76ers and Nets are just a half game apart from each other. Bucks at three games back, so two and a half back from the two seed. I kind of feel like they're settling into that three seasons. The Hornets at four right now are eight and a half back, so five and a half back of three. So I think the Bucks are just kind of be sitting at that three seed, which right now would be a matchup with uh, Trey Young and, and the Hawks as a six seed, which they have to feel confident about. So, and then even, you know, so yeah, then you'd have to beat the two seed in the second round to go to the conference final. So it would get a little bit harder there. But I gotta, I gotta feel feel that Milwaukee would feel fine, obviously in that first round game first round matchup and then even the second round matchup they have Giannis and you give yourself a shot at least because he kind of needs to step up and have a big playoffs but even though this game is in LA LA LA, LA we play basketball in LA LA right. Milwaukee wins this game absolutely let's move straight on to Thursday's doubleheader on TNT at 7.30pm of course not a.m. not a.m. no it is the 23 and 22. I thought I would never say this. Yeah, I can't believe this is great. Charlotte Hornets at the 32 and 15 Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, like we talked about the Nets already. Yeah, they're 8 and 2 in their last yeah. 10. They're the Nets, blah, 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 whatever. The Hornets. Yeah. 6 and 4 in their last 10. They are the current 6 seed. Like we said, they're only a half game back of the Hawk of, of uh, or sorry, excuse me. They're the current 4 seed. They're the current four seed, though they're tied with the Knicks. So four or five matches, though, they play each other in the first round. So it really doesn't matter if you're the four or the five. They're you know a half game out of being six and a game half a game out of being seven or eight. So four through eight is is, is pretty jumped you know jumped up jumped up in there, and then two games out of being ninth and out of the playoffs together. So we'll see what happens here. But you know Gordon Hayward's been great for them. You know, I love Miles Bridges, obviously, another Flint guy I've known for a while, so shout out to Miles. 
it's great to see they actually have a young core now uh Lonzo Ball being hurt for not Lonzo uh Lonzo Ball being hurt for them hurts them obviously but they've been playing decently without him and if they could kind of just tread water here and get in the playoffs it's just a great story they're not going to do anything in the playoffs mm. but it's just unless if they're in the four or five game Maybe they can win that matchup, but if they're six, seven, and eight, and, or they and they have to play 76ers, Nets, or Bucks, they're done in the first round anyway. So it's really just the race for the four or five seed because then you can play each other, then you can at least win one round of the playoffs and then take your chances. But the Nets are better, even without Durant, who's not going to play still this week. They just mentioned, though he is uh, participating in four and four drills and doing okay, playing a little bit, so that's a good sign. Probably will be back, if not next week, uh, definitely the week after. Probably next week, or at least middle of next week, if I had to guess. But even without him playing, you got Kyrie Irving, you got James Harden, you got Joe Harris knocking down threes, you got Bruce Brown playing great defense. They're fine. Mets win this game. Absolutely. You know, I, I got to say, uh, Hornets, Hornets are, are a childhood, you know, core of mine. Because when I was a you kid, the starter jacket. Yeah, you yeah, the starter yeah, jacket. yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, the old because school Hornets starter jacket. When Larry Johnson and those boys yeah. were on the Hornets, oh, great stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that was when the Hornets basically started or changed their name, correct? Sometime around yeah, that, yeah, around right, that point, right around that time when they went to the the teal, and and it yeah. was yeah, and they did the cartoon B. That was what and I the remember. The cartoon B. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, those Star Jackets were awesome. Oh, yeah. Next up, we have the 10 p.m. game. We have the 28 and 18 Denver Nuggets at the 32 and 16 LA Clippers. Yeah, this is actually a really big game. The Clippers are the third seed right now. Denver's a five seed right now. And hey, for the third straight game, I get to mention somebody from Flint. Monte Man Man Morris went to Flint Beecher. I always, I think I shout out Man Man every every week. I do like Monte a lot though, so. I'm okay with it. Denver seven and three in their last ten. Clippers are eight and two in their last ten. This is actually probably on paper with everybody currently healthy. This is probably the biggest game of of the uh, of the weekend as far as a matchup goes. Aaron Gordon in the trade deadline went over to to Denver, obviously. So you got to get get him a little bit used to playing with his own new teammates. But that's a huge pickup for Denver. And the Clippers are always tough because with Ka- Kawhi and Paul George. It's, you never know, is one of them not going to play? Are they both not going to play? Or are they both going to actually play? So you never really know for sure if you're going to get A-team Clippers or like B-team or even C-team Clippers. I think for this game at home, and they also they have another game this weekend that we'll talk about in a second, I think you're going to get A-team Clippers just to make a, make a statement and kind of get a little bit closer. Uh, like I said, they're the three seed right now. They're only a half game out of the two seed, so they might want to, you know, kind of do that. So I think they're going to win this game, though. I'm be honest, I'm rooting for Denver, but I do think the Clippers are going to win this game. Absolutely. We're moving straight on to Friday. Well, we have a little special thing happening on Friday. We're not back on ESPN. Because we have the women's women's final four. four. Yeah, the, yeah, this this doubleheader on Friday will be on NBA TV. So I'll just be honest with you, I will not be watching these games. I'll be watching the women's final four. 
UConn, we know, is is already in after their their great win, uh, which controversial win over Baylor. Yeah. People people were actually talking about it today. Oh, was that a foul? They didn't call on UConn on Baylor's last shot. Well, yes, it was a foul, but it wasn't called. Just like there's a thousand calls all through the game that's not called. Like, was it a foul? Yes. Did did Baylor get screwed? No, because there's tons of times where they fouled them that it wasn't called. There's tons of times that UConn fouled them other times of the game that wasn't called. Like, it happens. There's times that they call, you know, that they call the foul that wasn't a foul. It's it's part of the game. All right, the it's refs a are fluid game. It's a fluid game. The refs aren't perfect, just like we're not perfect. I mean, yes, was was it a foul? Yes. Was it called? No. Was it unfortunate that one of their best players, DD, got hurt in the third quarter there when they and, and then UConn went on a big run? Yes, that was unfortunate. Was it still a really good game? Yes. Do I hope that people still watched it? Yes. Because it was fun. And, oh, and did Baylor still have terrible end-of-game execution when you're down by one and you waited that long to, to make something happen? Yes, yes. That was also bad for them, too. So it could be a lot of things. But anyway, yes. So this game, <laughs> anywho, anywho, this game will be on ESPN. Will not be on ESPN because the women's final four will be. So be on NBA TV. Dallas, we just talked about them. Obviously, five and five yeah. in their last ten, and the Knicks. And the Knicks. They're actually also five and five in their last. They are twenty in their last ten. Twenty three. Yeah, they're five and five in their last ten. And currently, like we just talked about with the Hornets, this is like our. Hey, we get to talk about other teams segment of the, of the show. We got to talk about the Hornets. Now we get to talk about the Knicks, who are right there again in the four five spot right now. They're both equally tied, eight and a half back of first. But only a half game ahead of the Hawks and a game ahead of the Celtics and the Heat and two games ahead of the Pacers at, for the ninth seed. So a lot of things can still change. To me, I like R.J. Barrett for the Knicks and all that stuff. But to me, the Knicks still have to prove it to me when it matters. So truthfully, I have more faith in the Pacers at the 10th seed moving up and everybody else moving up a spot and the Knicks falling out of the playoffs than I do of anything else. And also... The Bulls, which we can't, we, we don't, they're not on national TV for good reason. But with some of the moves that they made, they're in the 10th seed right now, only three games out of eight. So we'll see if they can kind of make a run to put some more pressure on some teams. Mm. And also remember this year, there's that playoff, I don't even know what to call it, eliminated tournament or whatever, where basically. Seven and eight play each other, and the winner is the seventh seed. And then the eight seed, or the loser of that game, then has to play like the nine seed. And then you know, the winner of that series becomes the eight seed. You know, it's just so it's a little bit different I've, than I've, I've heard this. Yeah, story it's, it's a little bit different than than normal, which I think will make it kind of fun because basically, you just need to give it have a chance in the playoffs. If you get up to the ninth seed, you at least would have a chance to play your way in, so to speak. So we'll see if it adds any fun or flair to it. But but wait a minute. Wait a minute. Know. I've heard this story before. Yeah. Isn't that the same way they pick uh, college bowl games? I mean, like, basically guessing at it. <laughs> I mean, like, be like well, hey. That would be like, hey, if you, uh, we're going to compete in three-leg sack races on consecutive yeah. Saturdays until, <laughs> until, a victor is, until a victor is crowned. Uh, but anyway, so anyway, since long story, that was a little bit of a tangent about yeah, that. But sorry. mostly, Dallas is, I think Dallas is better. Luke is going to put on a show in the Garden. And um, I, 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 think, I think Dallas is going to win this game. That was the 7.30 p.m. game. 
Next is the 10 p.m. game with the 29 and 17 Milwaukee Bucks at the 28 and 18 Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, you know, because and this like the Bucks, the Bucks have a big week too because obviously they're at the Lakers, then they're at Portland. So when you're on a West Coast swing as an East Coast team, you kind of want to. Show pride that you're you can hang with the big boys in the in the West, if you will. Both teams are seven and three in their last ten. You know, Damian Lillard obviously has been amazing all year. Now he's got CJ McCollum back. So Portland is a super scary team. Right now they're the they're the sixth seed tied with Denver, so it'd be six or five, which would be interesting to see where that where that would you know fall. There's gonna be some great playoff matchups uh, this year. I'm really looking forward to it. I really think in Portland, Portland's going to win this game. I think it's going to be fun. Lillard's going to have a big game. And uh, I think it it should be good. It's that time for... Game of the Week! That is right. It is the Game of the Week. And... Well, we have actually only one day. Right, like because we Sunday, have Sunday, Sunday, we have a little event on Saturday, the men's final four. Yeah, so uh, you'll you'll know all about that later, obviously. Um, but let's go straight into Sunday's games. We have at three thirty, we have the thirty and seventeen Lakers at the thirty-two and sixteen. L.A. Clippers. This one's on ABC, national TV. Yeah, I mean, obviously, national TV. Um, ABC was obviously thinking, you know, this it's, is going to be a, you know, this is going to be a huge, yeah, huge game. Lakers Clippers, like we want this on, e- you know, on on Easter Sunday. By the way, if you just if you didn't yeah, know. it is on Easter um, Sunday. Easter Sunday, you know, here we go. Gonna be, you know, gonna be a big game, but obviously without Anthony Davis, without LeBron James, loses some of its luster. Mm-hmm. So Lakers are still, like we said, six and four in the last ten. Clippers are eight and two in the last ten. Must win for the Clippers without LeBron and Anthony Davis, and Clippers will win this game. But yeah, if if everybody was here, we'd probably talk about this game for like a half an hour. But their Lakers are not one hundred percent. So yeah, Clippers win this game. Yeah. 7.30 p.m. We have the 23 and 24 Golden State Warriors at the 23 and 23 Atlanta Hawks on NBA TV. Yeah, th- now this is just going to be a fun game because it's Steph yeah. Curry versus Trey Young. So a lot of threes. It's just going to be fun. The Warriors are four and six in the last 10 because Steph missed a couple of games because of uh, a tailbone injury. He kind of fell kind of hard, whatever. So they're actually on the 10th seed right now. A half out of nine, one and a half out of eight. So they kind of get get going a little bit here because you want the well, the NBA wants them in the playoffs because you want Steph in the playoffs because it's entertaining. But this game's gonna be super entertaining. The Hawks are seven and three in their last ten. They're the sixth seed in the East right now. They're in the playoffs. Trey Young is Trey Young. He's super fun to watch. Great player. So this will be a lot of fun. It's in Atlanta. But Steph came back last night and had a really big game and a big win for them. Uh, over Chicago, I think they're going to get another big win over Atlanta. Next and last, but certainly not least, is the 10 p.m. game with the 15 and 31 Orlando Magic 
at the 28-18 Denver Nuggets on NBA TV. Yeah, and we're not going to have to talk about the Magic again for the rest of the year because they just traded away Vulicic and all their other, any good players. They're 2-8 their last 10. Denver 7-3, which we already talked about. Magic, enjoy your one game on nationally televised game on NBA TV on, on Sunday night, on Easter night. And, um, yeah, you're you're going to lose. Denver's going to win this game. Yeah. Big. Well, that is it. And we did it with about 47-ish minutes to, to spare. But who's who's counting? Who's counting? Who's counting? Before the... Uh, for the wonderful Michigan Wolverines and the Bruins of UCLA take the court. After, of course, Gonzaga, the Zags, the Zags. finish finish up the last uh, few minutes uh, on their tough game against uh, USC. But no, it's it's staying around the same. It hasn't gotten like, I mean, twenty still. Obviously not good, but at least it hasn't got to like thirty-five or something like that. Like it hasn't hasn't ballooned too bad, you know. Like it, they're playing them even this half, you know. They're playing them even this half after has it has it gotten too ugly. It's not like they they're gonna put a forty burger up on them. Like you know, they're only gonna lose by twenty or so. But yeah, with about three minutes to go, my uh, Gonzaga minus seven bet feels feels comfortable. I'll say, I feel good about it. The Flagrant Friends Podcast is hosted and directed by Benjamin W. Gross with sports analysis from Steve Schwanda. Flagrant Friends is recorded live at the Stage Left Lounge Recording Studio. Join us next week for more NBA news, 